Hello, my friends, and welcome once again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the 11th day of February, and it's the end of your work week. It's Friday, but on my calendar, our family calendar, this would normally be a pretty big day because this year, in 2022, February February the 11th is opening day for my son's college baseball. Um, You guys know me that have listened a while. That's a pretty big deal in our place. Uh, I say it would normally be a big day because it's not quite as big for us this year. Um, Here's a little update. Many of you have followed along and tracked with Lucas. I had one guy tell me here a while back, I've been listening to you so long. I remember when Lucas was a little kid going and playing travel ball (laughs) tournaments. Well, that's been a long time ago. Lucas is almost 22 now and is in his junior athletic year at Doan, thanks to COVID. He's in his senior academic year, but his junior athletic year. Tore his ACL and his meniscus last summer and had surgery in July, which means we are approaching the seventh month of that surgery, uh, anniversary of that surgery, and he is proceeding great. He is doing really, really well, but that's a little soon for him to be cleared to play. So even though he is practicing and he is hitting and he feels great, he is taking these first few weekends off, uh, not starting up yet, probably will not get started till about mid-March. Um, but his team is playing. So that's a little update. Just thought I would pass that along. It is looking like he should get some at-bats before conference play begins and then should be uh, really ready to go when conference play begins in March and play the rest of March, all of April, and then as deep as they can go into May. And he's already got a spot lined up to play this summer in the North. So things are looking well. Thank you for all the prayers for Lucas. I know he appreciates it. I know his mother and I appreciate it. And, uh, I'll keep you posted as we go along in, in this season. Um, as of the time I'm recording this podcast, it's looking like my, Major League season, baseball season, uh, might be on hold because of labor disputes. So, um, thankfully, we got some college baseball to watch. Okay, I don't, I try not to say too much about that stuff. I know you don't come to the DDP to hear those kind of updates, but there are enough of you that send me a message every now and then, like, "Hey, what's up? What's going on?" That I thought I would share it. I'm excited about this verse today. I'm in Genesis 26. I stopped at the end of verse 3 yesterday because it's the end of a sentence, but it's not the end of the paragraph. This is God talking to Isaac. This is the appearance of God to Isaac. You could even say a revelation of God to Isaac because that's what a revelation is. It's an unveiling. Um, It's some sort of epiphany or apocalypsis. Isaac hasn't had that. He needs it. Everyone needs their own moment where they hear from God for themselves And that's what's happening in Genesis 26 when God begins to speak to Isaac. And I read to you the first couple of verses of that yesterday. But let me read to you the next two verses from verses 4 and 5. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands. And in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Now that sounds pretty much word for word what God told Abraham in Genesis 15, that he was going to bless his children and give his descendants everything, bless them 
and all the nations of the earth would be blessed because of them. That's the famous Abrahamic covenant promise. We took that and we ran off to Galatians and we showed you how Paul imagined that as being fulfilled in Christ, that Christ is the seed to whom those promises are made. Okay, to show that in vivid color, look at the next verse in Genesis 26, 5. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Now, first of all, on the surface, it's a very interesting verse because it's not as if Abraham had a bunch of commandments, statutes, and laws. And he didn't live a perfect life morally, that's for sure. So God's Stand statutes, commandments, and laws have little to do with the written code. They have everything to do with responding to the voice of God. That's really the core of the statutes, the commandments, and the laws. Just like Jesus said, on these two commands hang the law and the prophets, which are love the Lord your God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. That's from the core of our being. We don't need a code to tell us to love. But when we love, we obey his charge, his commandments, his statutes, and his laws. But I want you to get the real point. Because the real point is that Isaac gets all of it because Abraham obeyed God's voice. Isaac becomes the inheritor of what Abraham did correctly. I hope you can see that this is why Paul takes the Abrahamic covenant and makes it indicative of the new covenant. That when you look at what God promises to Abraham, it indicates what God is going to promise us through Christ. It's also why Paul says that those who are of Christ's are Abraham's seed because he's recasting Christ in the Abraham role. That Jesus is approved by God. Jesus pays the price. Jesus is the center of the will of God. And when we put our faith in Jesus, what we receive are the benefits of his obedience, not our obedience. I am not blessed because I do what is right. I am blessed because Jesus does what is right and I accept him on my behalf. When God says in Genesis 26, 5, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, he is telling all of us that Isaac receives because Abraham did. When Paul says, we who are in Christ are Abraham's seed, he's telling us that we are the new Isaac and Jesus is the new Abraham. So you are blessed today Because Jesus is good. You are not blessed today because you are good. The great news there is that if you are blessed today not because you are good, then you are blessed when you are not good because Christ is good. You, I know you don't take this and run away from Christ. That's the straw man argument people give us. If you tell people this, they'll run away from Christ. How in the world would you run away from Christ? If you see in Christ what you need, why would you run away from what you need? I don't buy it. 
We'll work a little more with the Isaac story as we continue in Genesis 26 on tomorrow's podcast. We're going to go dig some wells. What does that mean? See you tomorrow. God bless.